today, should you be moving money around within your 401k? This is the Seven Figures Podcast, Smart Money Strategies for Women with Sandy Waters. The smart money strategy, that is the goal to help you figure out the best plan for your family. We bring in the experts, we lean on the experts' advice, and ask the questions that you're thinking right now. Because with everything going on, you're probably thinking about your finances more than you ever have. And it's good to stay on top of all the changes that are happening and just have a good sense of what's going on with your money. So every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to post a a new podcast. It's from the conversation that we have on the radio morning show that I co-host Spazano and Sandy on 98.9 The Buzz. So today on Wednesdays, we have CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger on the air with us. So here's our conversation from today. We're back on with Jill Schlesinger from CBS News, the senior business analyst and all-around awesome person, especially when she does CBS Sunday morning. I get to see her long-form stuff. It's really nice. Good stuff. Good does Scott make you feel uncomfortable? Sometimes he sounds stalkerish. Like, no. if I didn't know you're... Well, no way. I love it. I totally love it. I do. I do. I really do. I feel like it's it's uh, it's it's lovely, and he's fantastic, and you, you know are fantastic. You know what's funny, though? Just a quick side story. Remember Shaggy, like the artist, the musical artist oh, Shaggy, geez. right? Yeah. I love this story. So he would come to several of the concerts that we would host. And it, it turned out, you know, we started to become friends. And, you know, he gave us his home number. We would call him every once in a while on the radio show. And then Scott took it to a point where he would just call him, like, on a Sunday and be like, hey, Shaggy, I'm listening to your song. Well, then the <laughs> next time we called him on the air, hmm. the number has been changed. It's disconnected. No way. <laughs> so I'm like, Scott, that was purely because of you. <laughs> Oh, my God. No, I'm always we'll happy when somebody – listen, I'm always happy when somebody wants to talk about, um, you know, saying nice things about me. It's fine. As mm. opposed to my mother who, like, weighs in and she'll quickly text me and be like, that was good. And then she goes, you're not in the pieces enough. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, your hair did not look good on those two interviews. Oh, God. Oh, your Jewish mother is like my Italian dad. I love oh, yeah. it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. There's been a lot of people reaching out to us, and I'm sure you're getting the same question. Curious about should they be moving money around within their 401k? And you know how you get when you sign up for your 401k, you, there's a million options to choose from. Mm-hmm. And the majority mm-hmm. of people have no idea what any of that means because there's a lot. So can you help us? Uh, this is akin to saying, doctor, uh, what should I do to make myself healthier? And, and, and I say that just a little bit in, in jest, but mm. it's true in that I can give you general ideas about this, yeah. but each person is unique. So in your 401k plan, there are usually some broad categories, cash and cash equivalents, safe, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Then there are bonds, which are interest bearing instruments. You can lend money essentially to a big company, to the US government. So there are bonds inside there. There are stocks or equities, which is shares of ownership in a company. And sometimes the stocks also break down into US versus international, small, medium, large. So it all breaks down and you know around that. And there could be in certain plans, not every plan, plan has this, but some have commodities. So that would be a gold fund, a real estate fund, um, a pre- you know, um, a, a overall um, precious metals fund. Mm. So there are some of those in there. Okay. So what do you do? 
what you do is you start by going to the basics and you you basically say to yourself, hey, when do I need this money? How long before I need this? And you ask a series of questions. Now, most of your company websites will have a risk assessment questionnaire right there on the site. Hmm. And it builds you an asset allocation model, meaning how much in each of those categories, which would match kind of your outlook. Now, here's the big extra piece of this. When all those big categories, there are tons of funds listed in there. In general, you should try to choose the cheapest option in each of those categories, which is usually an index fund. Mm -hmm. So many people will start with the premise of, okay, I don't need the money for 30 years. I'll put all my money in stocks. Well, you see how good that felt over the last you know, three months. Didn't mm -hmm. feel very good. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it makes sense. Some stocks, some bonds, some cash, tiny bit commodities, and spread it out. And uh, the models are really something you shouldn't mess with. So what I when I people are call, asking me the same question on my daily podcast, Jill on Money, download it anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Ding. Um, then, <laughs> ching. Ding. Um, what what you would really be thinking about is, I had a, a plan coming into this crisis. I don't want to mess with it. Now you may have found that your plan was a terrible plan. <laughs> you. I mean, right? So if, if Scott had called me up and said, hey, I'm 50, I had 100% in stocks, which was unbelievable and amazing, but now I realize I could handle that when I was 30, but I'm not so happy when I'm 50 with that portfolio, mm -hmm. then you've got to make a little bit of a pinky swear with yourself. You've got to be clear that you cannot, cannot, Jill says over and over again, cannot handle the risk. If you make that decision, then what you need to do is change the allocation, but don't mess with it again. You uh, cannot screw with it again. So you can make that pinky swear, make the adjustment, totally fine, but don't mess with your allocation once you have it set. Y you during the break said to me, what about the notion of nibbling when markets are going down. And mm -hmm. there's actually a term for it, which is great, which is called scale down buying, which uh, that is a trading term. So, you know, I'm an ex-trader, right? I'm a recovering trader. <laughs> and, um, and what happens is that you might say in you can in, in your 401k, this is how it would work, that you would say um, it's you make a decision. You try not to do it on a random day because on a random day, you may fall off the wagon, but you make a very specific um, plan, game plan. And you say, okay, if the market falls by 10%, I'm going to move um, some money out of my bond portfolio into my stock portfolio. Mm -hmm. And if the market falls by another 5%, whatever that dollar amount is, you shift the amount, but you make it a, you make it a protocol that you follow. Okay. Yeah. And no messing with it. Right. So if the market's down by 25% and you're, you said to yourself, this is what I'm going to do, stick to it. Don't get spooked because if you get spooked, then it messes up the game plan. Okay. If you do stick to the plan, though, could that be a good strategy? Moving a little money you already have in a bond fund, which tends to be safer, to a stock index fund, which eventually might take some time, but down the road will reap you bigger gains when it goes up? So what I would say is this. If you want to have some money that you actively trade, then that's fine. I think it's a terrible idea. And the reason I think it's a terrible idea is that very few people and also very few even professionals are able to stick to their game plans. Mm. So here's what usually happens. You know, it's the beginning of March. The market goes down by 10%. You move your money. Then um, it goes down another 
10% and you don't put new money in, then it goes down another 10% and you freak out and say, oh my God, I what did I do? And you move everything back into the bond fund. In mm-hmm. other words, you spooked, you're spooked by the market and you essentially screw yourself because you don't stick to your game plan. Mm. And if you cannot stick to your game plan with this in this window, then I find that pretty much about 95% of people who try this fail. And that's why timing the market's really hard. It really is difficult. So I don't think people should do it mostly because it's so it's hard to uh, fight your human nature. For example, okay. Sandy, if, if I said this to you, like I, I had this article that I pulled just, you know, because I keep it out here. If I said to you, um, if you go back to the year 2000 through the end of April, could you tell me what asset class had the best return? I would tell you, here's what you get. The S&P 500 over, from, again, so this is almost 20 years. Um, the S&P 500 had an annualized return of 5.4%. Mm-hmm. If you had um, a plain old investment grade corporate bond, a, long ter- a long-term one, that was 7.7%. So that feels like, wow, that's crazy. Bonds did better than stocks over those 20 years? Yes, they mm-hmm. did. And that's what I think people don't get, that you don't know which asset class is going to perform better over the long term. You know, we've just lived through three horrible declines, Right. 2000 to 2002, you had the S&P 500 basically go it cut in half. 2007 to 2009, 57%. We just had a one-third cut in less than five weeks. So if you look at all that, what happens is that in those times where there's big, huge downturns, if you start mucking around with your allocation, you may miss the recovery. And wow. all of this is to say that it's a lot of work for usually not a lot of gain. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, Jill, okay. I'm out of time. We're out of time, but we we love you, and we'll be back next Wednesday and do this all again. How's that sound? Sounds great. Thank you, Jill Schlesinger. <laughs> Go to jillonmoney.com, get her book from Amazon. Scott will be stalking you uh, probably this weekend. I promise. Perfect. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll drink uh, with you soon. <laughs> we'll do a Zoom <laughs> drinking call. <laughs> Our Jill on Money chats are uh, uh, brought to you by Advantage Federal Credit Union. Put some money back into your pocket. Auto loan rates as low as 2.49% right now at Advantage. Have a loan elsewhere. Refinance it today with Advantage. Apply online. AdvantageFCU.org.